Hello everyone and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We're coming to you today as always from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. And joining me today as always, by the way, I am John Mark Tolley. Uh, also joining me today is a full crew today, back from his, um, his I guess you could say his uh, trip getting uh, supplies for the Rebellion is Mr. Ray Rumsey. Ray, how are you today, sir? I'm very well. Thank you. And also joining us is our um, resident imperial propagandist, uh, Mr. Joe Cahill. (laughs) I am very happy to be here because you guys don't tell the true story. (laughs) (laughs) And like Ray was out collecting supplies, which you don't know is he's actually an agent. Oh. <laughs> and was filling us in on your villainous plans. Um. <laughs> we only got you want, again. We only want to restore the Republic. That's to restore <laughs> that, democracy. Oh, that was not democracy. That was bureaucracy. All that paperwork. Paperwork makes the world go round, okay? Yeah, but not the galaxy. <laughs> Alrighty, well, uh, today we're going to be learn- talking about those stories that are whispered. The, the stories that are only told in, by campfires. The legends of Star Wars. That's right, we're going to be talking Star Wars Legends. The original EU, the expanded universe, and... I think for a lot of people, um, that was their first real deep dive into the Star Wars universe after the movies, of course, was these books. And, you know, I think I would just want to get start off by kind of getting your guys's kind of history with the Legends books and... Um, like what were the, like the first ones you remember reading and you know, kind of where you were, if you can remember, um, like when you first read a, the, one of the star Wars novels, post movie star Wars novels. And if you remember which one it was and Joe, I'll start with you. Uh, well, mine would be the very first one that came out, uh, splinter of the mind's eye. Hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have ever read that one or familiar. I've heard uh, of it. Luke, I don't think I've read that one. Yeah, Luke and Leia are trying to beat Darth Vader to a a, a huge gemstone, like palm-sized, yeah. that uh, makes your Force stronger. Mm. You're linked to the Force stronger. And uh, the only reason Vader even found out about it is Luke touched a little splinter of it, and it sent a Force wave throughout the galaxy that Vader received, felt. Mm-hmm. Just that's why it's the splinter of the mind's eye. Uh, yeah. And they got, got a gal who claims to be a Jedi, but she just has some forced tricks she can pull off. That's mm. it. And so it's their journey through this swamp world looking for this uh, stone. And, you know, as a kid, I absolutely loved it. It was something new for Star Wars. I got to kick back. Uh, it was that summer. At, we were on vacation at Lake Tahoe, kick back on the patio and read a book. Mm. And was just absolutely enamored with the book at that time. Now, now I, I look back at it, yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, really, a gem that makes your Force connection stronger. 
uh, they kept showing Luke having to recharge his lightsaber from uh, blasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, they didn't have any idea when the book was written that they were brother and sister. So yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of scenes in that that were more girlfriend, boyfriend-ish. Uh, oh. Yeah, I, that was written. that was written between Empire, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah. the very first expanded universe that George Lucas authorized. Mm. So what about you, Ray? What was your first kind of intro into that the world of the EU? The expanded universe. The old expanded universe, I should say. Well, as is uh, the norm for me, my first foray into the expanded universe was actually through the tabletop game. Mm. Uh, and I can't remember who it was that made it now. Um, I mean, it was in the 90s that I played it, but it came out in like 87, I think. And uh, so that was kind of my first like, ooh, because they had to try and explain some of the things. Yeah. Um, the first book that I ever read, though, was uh, Dark Plagueis. And so when they made that little head nod in episode three, I was like, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> I know that guy! I know yeah. him! <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, actually, the first book that I read um, was actually it was The Truce Epicora, was the first expanded universe book I read. Um, and then after that, of course, it was the book that kind of made me fall, re-fall in love with Star Wars, which was the Thrawn trilogy. But, um, but yeah, the, uh, the Truce of Bakura was the one that kind of whet my appetite and was like, ooh, this is pretty cool. I want to read the, I, I want to see if there's any more. And then, of course, that led me to finding out about the, um, the, the Thrawn trilogy and, uh, all those books, so... Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of, for me at least, there's still a lot of fond memories in those, a lot of those books, and, you know, just taking those characters that we had loved and continuing their story and watching them grow and have kids of their own and everything like that, it was just, it was just really fun for me, at least, you know, I'll, you know, what about mm-hmm. your guys? What about you guys? What are you guys kind of memories of those old books like that? Well, I enjoyed them. Uh, now I look back, of course, and I'm like, please never, ever, ever introduce the use on Vong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, we'll, <laughs> yeah. get in, we'll, we'll definitely get into that uh, here pretty soon. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did love the books with, you know, Jason and Jaina. Mm-hmm. Um, those were, those were great. Um, little Ben, yes. uh, I love like Jason falls to the dark side and yeah, mm-hmm. basically yeah. takes over the Republic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty much. Yeah. Which, you I know, like was a good thing about. because that was as close to Imperial as we gotten back. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did have the fell empire. Well, there was that. Yeah. Yeah, you did have the Fell Empire. Now, speaking of Fell, there's a character I would love to see introduced. Oh. Yeah, well, let's Baron go, Fell. Let's go into that. Let's go into some of the 
some of the characters and the ones that we would like to see brought in and um well let's let's divide this into ones that we would love to see brought in and ones we think would be realistic because there are certain characters that would be that would be awesome to bring in but then the question is how do you introduce them and how do you like obviously now we're probably never going to see jason or jana or anakin or anakin or anything like anyone like that because we've already had introduced to ben solo and so bringing in those the twins would be very difficult to do at this point unless you do a ton of retconning a retconning <laughs> and you a can ton. also make and all, you can also make the argument that um, Ray and Ben are basically Jaina and Jason. For all intents and purposes, they just took they basically yeah. took a, a they kind a, of fit those same roles, yeah. Fit the same roles. They just kind of changed them up a little bit to be you know not necessarily be brother and sister, and kind of you know. Well, you know up. they're used to that kind of a kiss in that in the, this series. So this is true. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen him say no yet. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> there's the forlorn sigh. <laughs> and... <laughs> Joe puts another notch on his belt. <laughs> yep. So uh, so if we're going to talk like that, I definitely want Baron Fell. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he could be reintroduced pretty easily. Oh, He's yeah. just been out there in the outreaches with uh, Thrawn's people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, the Chiss. Yeah, the Chiss. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and that, that right there, that would give a good way to introduce not just Thrawn, which we already have back in. Yeah. Uh, thanks to the, the uh, animations, but the whole Chiss as a race being mm -hmm. brought back in. Oh, right. Yeah. That would be, that would be very cool. Um, for, uh, what about you, Ray? What are what's like a character that you would like to see brought in from the legend? The legends. I mean, I'm a huge lore buff and like history buff of it. Yeah. So honestly, I, I would want to see a character like uh, Darth Bane or even Revan. Well, we've already had Darth Bane in, in canon. Darth Bane is canon. Uh, he was in one of right. the Clone Wars episodes. So he has been brought into the new canon. Uh, Revan, I don't think he's officially been brought in yet. I think it's one of these things. It's all but confirmed that he is part of the new, going to be part of the new canon in some way. He just hasn't made his official debut yet in any right. way. So, Which would be awesome. Yes. Um, for me, there's a couple of names. In fact, we mentioned one of them last week, and one of them would be Talon Card. Uh, oh, yeah. Awesome. I think that, especially with the um, the Mandalorian out now, that would be a perfect venue and a perfect show to introduce Cap Talon Card. To have him come in as, you know, you have the Hut, you know, the Hut Empire, the you know, Jabba's you know, Im crim crime empire has crumbled. And just like in the books, it's Talon Card who comes in and kind of 
picks up the pieces and kind of takes over from where Jabba left off. Um, mm-hmm. I think that would and, be perfect. And took over his uh, mentors. Yeah. And, you know, I can't even think of the mentor's name right now. Um, but took over his whole organization as well. Yeah. And that would also be a way, like I said last week, to introduce, you know, possibly um, Mara Jade. Yeah, mm-hmm. since you know, she worked directly for Card. Yeah, after, yeah, after the fall of the Empire, and you can, you can tell that story too in, um, you know, very inter- you know, very intricate, interesting way to really tell that story, and yeah, I think it would be just a very, very. Those are two 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 popular characters. I think especially Mara Jade. You know. I think for her time, Mara Jade was the Ahsoka of the of the EU, of the old mm-hmm. EU, as far as that popularity of you know being this very new character who just kind of took off and became super popular, and it kind of was why I think she stuck around for so long. You know, oh, yeah. basically most of you know. The run of the EU, she was around for pretty much all of it, um, is because she became yeah. such a popular character. You know, it'd have been easy just to write her off. You know, that first, you know, they kind of go off into the sunset, and she kind of does her own thing, and then she's kind of forgotten about. But she just hit like a very popular nerve with the, you know, Star Wars community at the time. That, you know, she became every bit as much of that whole Star Wars mythos and Star Wars family, I guess you could say, as, you know, Chewie or 3PO or Han or anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know? So... Real. Real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she would be a good character to bring in. Uh and it would it would take well written yes and it wouldn't take too much you know I think you can because obviously you know unless you you know unless you retcon that there was some sort of a a blow off or that the marriage didn't last you'd have to change the fact of Luke and her being married right Um, you'd have to tweak that somehow but you could still have her in there and have her have been the emperor's hand yeah, which means you just don't retcon the marriage in at yeah. all. Yeah, you don't. You don't. And do, do the whole retcon with her having and le- bring in her still having the visions of Palpatine. Yes. Destroy Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Ooh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> and I think you. I think that'll be a really good. Since now we know we talked about last week that Ahsoka will be in the second season of The Mandalorian. I think that would be a really interesting dynamic is to have Ahsoka and Mara Jade together and have, you know, Mara be dealing with all these visions and these kind of things going on. And then you have this former Jedi here who can kind of, you know, they can kind of work as adversaries or as allies too, you know, I think mm-hmm. it'd be a really interesting because you can have a very similar dynamic to what you had 
in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka and Ventress here with Ahsoka and Mara. You know, where yeah. you, know, Ooh, you have yeah, two like... people who aren't quite sure where... Well, at this point, I think Ahsoka kind of knows where she fits in. And it's Mara could be the one that is, like, lost and not sure where she fits in and who she is. And especially depending on how young you make Mara at the time. Right. You can definitely have this kind of sisterly relationship that can be also be kind of also... I don't think it would just be a very, very interesting dynamic there with those two. I think that would be something I'd really like to see. And then, of course, you throw Talon Card in the mix, and um, yeah, his whole his whole manipulation of things. Oh yeah, <laughs> just a few, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you know, he's he's a businessman, much like you know others of his ilk you know it's uh um yeah mm-hmm. so that's what i like the uh, uh that uh, the mmo um the multi multiplayer whatever uh star wars the old republic like mm-hmm. that added so much extra like legend stuff yeah. you know because because they're recognizing it as you know, okay, this is sanctioned stuff. So everything the the people, the developers come up with, it just adds to the story. And they they put a lot of these references that we're talking about mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Well, what oh, one more I would want to add? Okay, Admiral Paleon and the Imperial Remnant, not the First Order, the but the Imperial Remnant. Well, again, mm. Paleon is in Legend, is in the new canon. Oh, okay. I miss, um, I... What in uh, the last episode of Rebels, um, he's, when the ship is being attacked, he calls up and mentions, he says, Captain Paleon, something like Captain Paleon, what's going on? And he even name drops the ship, uh, the Chimera. So right. Both the Chimera nice. and Captain Paleon do exist in, because he says something. You even hear Cap, Cap Paleon over the speakers uh, saying something about they came out of nowhere, sir. Sir, you know, I don't know what's going on, or some something to that effect. Um, but so yeah, Paleon is uh, Captain Paleon is canon, as is Rook, the Nogre. Oh, okay. So yeah, I like of, those guys too. All of, <laughs> oh, I love the Nogre. That was the one I was hoping they would bring in, just because they were so, so cool and just so stealthy, and I, I just loved the whole concept of the Nogre. Although the way they were designed was not exactly what I was expecting when they did the animation for them, but still very. Um, and they made them in the in the cartoon. They made them strict strict villains. Um, they didn't go into a lot of detail of, um, like their backstory and where they came from, like they did in le- in the uh, the Legends books. Yep. Uh, okay. So, but yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so let's go on with... Uh... What we definitely don't want in. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. What, like... Okay, you already mentioned the, the Vaughn. Yeah, God. Oh. <laughs> Those were books that actually were difficult for me to read through. For that me, whole series. For me, the issue was, is up to that point, the books had been written as either individual standalones or, for the most part, or trilogies or duologies. Right. Which kind of fit in with how the movies were. You know, you had the Thrawn trilogy. One, two, three. You know, yeah, and then you had the, the, the trilogies. Yeah, then you had uh, the trilogy, trilogy books. Like I said, with the exception of, like, the Princess of Courtship, like, the Courtship of Princess Leia and the uh, Prince of Akura. Millennium was, Falcon. Yeah, was like uh, that. But the ones you, that were just standalones. But then you had, like, you had the X-Wing series, which was, I think, three books. You had uh, the, actually, I think they ran more than that, finally. They did. But they kind of kept yeah. them in, in trilogy series. They kind of would do yeah, three. Yeah, they, they did this grouping, grouping, um, yeah. which was great. And, uh, but then you have, by the time you get to the um, the Vong, it was just like it kept going and going and going and going. And, and being an imperial propagandist, yes. I have to mention that, you know, <laughs> everything Palpatine did was to defend the galaxy against the bomb. Oh, this is yeah. I I know that. I've I've I, heard I've heard that fake news before. No, no, it was in the <laughs> books. So if they make yeah. them, the Legends yeah. books canon, then that would be the fact. That's why he Ooh. needed planet destroyers and because mm -hmm. those motherships, you know. Yeah. One Death Star would have made a big difference against those guys. <laughs> this is true. Um, my other thing I had a problem with the Vong is. And this is kind of crossing the streams is after a while they fell into almost, I want to say the Borg territory where you have a, from Star Trek, where you have an enemy that is almost unbeatable to the fact that you almost have to have this magic thing come out of nowhere to finally, you know, defeat them. And I've never liked a enemy, and I know the reason why you have an enemy that seems unbeatable so that it makes the one the, when the good guy finally does beat him it makes that victory more impactful but i think they went overboard with the vong um oh yeah and way too long just way too long and it was basically when i look back at it it was their way of trying to wipe the slate clean right if you remember afterwards basically everything is basically well okay the republic is gone we've now got the galactic alliance which never really made sense of how that worked i mean is it like are these different governments independent of each other is this just like an alliance you know yeah how is this the un <laughs> how does this work you know the empire is part of it so it doesn't mean the empire doesn't exist anymore that they're uh... yep um but, you know, it did give us some classic moments in the old EU. Um, Chewie getting getting squished by a moon. Right, yeah. Chewbacca <laughs> dying. It did give us that. Uh, one of the most controversial moments um, from that. I remember a lot of people were very, very, very ticked off about the fact that they killed off Chewbacca. Oh, I was ticked off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you had 
you had the first kind of inklings of that one of the twins might turn to the dark side. Although at the time, my money had always been on Jaina. Um, yeah. She would be the one that if any of them fell, it would be her. Um, yeah. You know, you have the introduction of the Fells, of mm-hmm. Baron Fell during that time. And so you have a lot of of you know characters that come out in classic moments. They do a great job with one of the only effective things, quote, the Republic or whatever you want to call them at the time, was Rogue Squadron, uh-huh. X-Wings. Uh, they were an effective weapon against the Vong yeah. because of how they operated. Yes. Um, Speaking you know, of uh, things that we, I'd like to see brought into canon, uh, even though I know they are, are considered canon, I would love to see a Rogue Squadron TV series. Oh, yeah. Beyond what we're getting love... with... Um, uh, oh, what's his name from... Uh... <sighs> Come on. Yeah. The original uh, Rogue Squadron guy. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah. I can't think of the guy. Who dies on the planet when the Death Star takes it out, takes out the, after their attack. Got the information about the Death Star out to everybody. Oh, yeah. The uh, Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're going to be continuing his story. So he yeah. would, I would say, assume it's going to be the Rogues. Mm. Um, so does that mean we'll see um, well, well that depends they'd have to like again, it depends have, on where you, you are in the timeline yeah because, because that was the original rogues and right. then of course then you have the rogues led by Luke and then later led by wedge right. yeah which yeah. were the former red squadron became the rogues picking rogue, rogue squadron yeah see yeah. that's the one I would like to see I'd like to see the rogues from like with wedge like oh and, and it was such so great to see him in the last movie. That was awesome. Uh, yes. You know, Thanks. it's like, dude, come do the series, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love, yes. Have it set in the New Republic era and just, just to hear, even if it's just a name drop of, you know, General Antilles. Right. Uh, just, oh. Yeah. That would, that would, right then, with that and Fell, you're talking a great right there combination to play around with. Oh, I mean, Fell's running the, the Chiss Ascendancy, you know, combat squadrons now. Well, even even if you have, even if you just have Fell as an Imperial Tie Fighter pilot, and you can have a a thing where you have the the back and forth with Wedge, or you can even have you know someone else be leading the rogues and going up against this, you know, new Imperial pilot pilot. And you can have that kind of rivalry there. Right. With the two, with the two fighter pilot with the two. Right. Uh, Especially since quote, you know, per those books fell was not in the, it was part of the 501st Legion, but they were the fighter pilots. Yeah. Um, that, that went into battle whenever Vader, you know, flew combat. Oh, and okay. then Phil was one of them. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and ended up running it after Vader was killed. Became the leader of the 501st Legion's spider pilots. Yeah. TIE squadrons. Oh. Well, going back to, like, some of the things we would like to see or some of the issues that um, the 
the old EU had, one of the first things I can think of that comes to mind is, so you have to remember that the first book that's considered to be, with the exception, of course, Splinter of the Mind's Eye, um, that kind of started the whole EU, you know, really in, in like, where you're getting books on a regular, regular basis was the Thrawn trilogies. Well, you have to remember that book came out, I believe it was 91 or 92. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. And the prequels didn't come out until 99. So by the time you had the prequels coming out, you already had several books that for most people were considered canon. Mm -hmm. and then you have the movies coming out, and then suddenly it's like, well, the books are saying this thing about the Clone Wars, but now the movies are saying this, so you had you had to do retconning after retcon, you had to, and sometimes even the books would contradict themselves. And, <laughs> right. I mean, especially when you started getting, you know, into, like, you know, 30 or 40 books in to the old EU where you just had all these books and all these comics and everything like that. And it was just became a mess. I think that was the biggest problem that they had. It was it became so big and so unwieldy and you had so many threads going all over the place that it became so hard to figure out, like for each author to figure out like, okay, you know, you had the sandbox, but the sandbox became too crowded. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, everyone was trying to play in the sandbox and, you know, no one was, you know, oh, some people over here were playing by the rules, but these other, other people over here were just doing their own thing. And um, I think that's one thing that's good that Disney has done is kind of cleared, you know, cleared that sandbox out. And then set the rules and set the parameters for that, for the sandbox. Right. So now it's just a matter of, you know, we know the outcome of the Skywalker, like, you know, the Skywalker saga. So now it's just a matter of those who come in to fill in the blanks of what happened in between that. You know, and, you know, we have the rules set up, we have the parameters so I think it's going to be a lot better now. I think, you know, you have more of a chance to really right a lot of those wrongs that the old EU might have might have done. But at the same time, you know, I don't think we should necessarily throw everything out. You know, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. So, I mean, what do you guys think? I don't want to keep up all the uh, airtime here. Well, I've been talking to you, so Ray, you jump in for a minute. <laughs> no. No, is this, no um, okay, dang. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, honestly, I kind of wish that they had have pursued Luke and the new Jedi Order rather than how they did it with the uh, sequel trilogy. Um, but I agree that wiping the slate clean so that people can, you know, have direction on what to write to make it 
mm, not necessarily canon, but to fall within those parameters is yeah. an amazing idea. Definitely. Definitely. It gets everybody to play along, do their do their thing, but yet it makes it so that other people can also chime in. Well, and now right. we have someone that can, you know, a, a, a company and people at the head who can now definitively say, because that was always kind of the the other thing is, that's, is you had some people that said all the books are canon. Then other people said, well, only some of the books are canon. These aren't. The comics are, aren't canon. The comics aren't, are canon. Um... The game, you know, whatever, and it became very convoluted as to what was canon, what what is not canon, mm-hmm. and now we know definitively, the books are canon. You know, as long as they, you know, as long as they have that Lucas, you know, Lucas Arts, you know, thing on them, whatever, um, they're canon. The comics are canon, um, so there's no real question as to what is and what is not canon anymore um so i think that really helps too as far as far as yeah. that goes you know we it's smoothing know. out every it's the, the smoothing out has helped a lot yes definitely definitely because uh, yeah we i mean you had we were right we had writers like uh tim zahn uh who was playing by the rules yeah. you know being contracted by lucasfilm write the trilogy for for this guy yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you you created this character, make a trilogy out of him. He's wonderful, uh, mm-hmm. and he's come back and done others. And of course, now he's doing the new series of Thrawn. Um, yeah, which are you know one set is before. It's it's really great. Um, yeah, but of course, we can't forget about another set of books that was between Splinter of the Mind's Eye and Thrawn. Mm. Uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Han Solo, it stars in. Oh! Han Solo's <laughs> Revenge. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Not quite what I was thinking of. I was thinking of the one that was set in between Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back. Oh, well, which one was that? Yeah. Because then we also had the adventures of Lando Calrissian. Yeah, because that was the one that introduced um, Zizor, Prince Zizor. Right. Um, which not one of my favorite characters, but. And I always liked how the, how they ended that trilogy. Yeah. Um, with Han Solo and Chewie talking, and Han is saying, "Well, maybe we'll just go to Tatooine and, and get get a job from Jabba." That's brilliant. As they leave the <laughs> outer rim. <laughs> oh. Because they were in the corporate sector for a long time. Oh. And then it's like, you know, let's go let's go to Tatooine and, and see what Java's got going. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that is one thing that going back to kind of things that we like about the EU is it was the EU that really created that the the galaxy. You know, as far as the planet's names and Oh, yeah where everything was, you know, I mean, we had like for the movies, you know, we had like Indoor and Tatooine and um, Alderaan, Yavin and all, you know, maybe a handful of places, but, and you might get a name here or there, you might, you know, but 
it was the EU that gave us, you know, Coruscant. That was right. Timothy Zahn. He invented or, Coruscant. Or how the Empire was split apart, you know, how yeah. it was governed. The corporate yeah. sector, you, you had the rim territories, you know, and the different moths that were out there or right. governors or whoever yeah. was running yeah, them. They explained, like, how the governmental system worked. And... The moths were, you know, a lot of the moths were taking payoffs yeah. out in the corporate sector from the big companies. Yeah. Not to notice things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, they really fleshed out that world and... I think that even the new canon owes a great debt to the old EU for doing that. For, right. Well, and not even just, you know, um, the planets and, and sectors, but like it was the EU that came, that uh, gave us, you know, things like um, center fleet systems and the uh the you know, the fleet yards that made the the uh isds i can't think what the name of them what the name of it was the big oh, oh um they were it was used a lot in the x-wing series yeah um, there was a senior fleet sinar fleet systems which made the tie fighters and then the isds were quat quat drive yards right uh, they gave us that, and now they're in canon too. They've been mentioned a few times in the, in the new canon. Um, I'd love to see you. Know, I would going back to the X Wing series. What I would love to see is them recon, retcon and redo the story of how the X Wings came into the possession of the Rebels. Uh, initially being mm-hmm. a Imperial design, and right. How the income was a, you know, imperial company, and then a, um, a bunch of the designers and CEOs and heads of the company defected and took the plans for the X-wing starfighter with them. Right. I think that would be a good. You know, that would be a really interesting story good. to tell. That would be a good story. That's yeah. um, that you know they're they're done with the Skywalker line, but that doesn't mean you can't jump at same timeline. Yeah. Uh, as far as what's going on around the different areas, mm-hmm. and you don't even ever have to, you know, mention a Skywalker. No, I mean the galaxy. We said this before. The, the Star Wars galaxy is so vast. You can have tons of stories going on, and you know, battles going on at the same time while these other major battles are going on, mm-hmm. and no mention of Jedi, no mention of the Skywalkers. Yeah. Just- there's there's lots of room for them to expand on the universe, like the canon universe. Oh, just yeah, yeah. and Use the materials it. there. Yeah, it's it's ready made. Mm-hmm. You just gotta, you know. Yeah, and one thing I mean, especially with the with the old with the old Republic, I think that is one area where you can really you don't need to retcon as much. Um, mm-hmm with that because you know that's kind of clean slate territory and there's not a lot that really could that you you could keep a lot of the stories pretty much the same and not necessarily affect the overall story of this of the skywalker saga right um with that so and like why you don't see cloaking technology mm. <laughs> yeah you know, because it's unusual unless you're Thrawn. That's right. 
<laughs> because it blinds your ship just as it blinds the enemy ships. That's right. So, you know, Thrawn was the first person to come up with an effective strategy to use the cloaking shield. Well, you know, Thrawn is a genius. He, oh, beyond. Yes. Um, <laughs> he should have well, been, yeah. been emperor. Uh, oh. And if he hadn't been killed, he could have been. Mm. Well, yeah. If, if he then, well, to. as we've seen, you can't keep a good emperor down. This is true. And but, we know there was at least one cloning facility with him. Mm. Because well, we, did we did get that. We did get that for Jade and Luke. Yes. Might have a novel on your hands here. Mm-hmm. Emperor wow. Thrawn. I wow. think I have to send a message to Timothy. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's time to come back, man. <laughs> I, you're working on Thrawn anyway. Make him the new emperor. <laughs> I'd read it. Yeah. Oh, I'd read it in a yeah. heartbeat. Although, then I would propagandize it all over everything. Although I, I, think, I think this is something that we can... Um, I think we have another topic to talk about in maybe uh, in a little bit to discuss Thrawn himself. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was thinking we have one... What is the government of the galaxy going to look like after this last movie? Mm, that is very interesting. Um, because they blew up Coruscant. No, they didn't. Coruscant, because in the new canon, the way the New Republic did its capital is they never kept it on one system. And they actually moved it off Coruscant because when the, it was the Hosen system that was destroyed. It wasn't the, it wasn't Coruscant. Okay, because I know they shot two planets. That's why I was curious. It was like a system. It was basically they destroyed a solar system. Okay. Um, but the idea was is they they would keep the capital moving. Um, I think it was like every th- four cycles, every four basically four years, they would move the galactic capital to another planet, and then that planet would get the honor of being the capital of the new republic for a period of time, and then it would move to another system, and then another system. Um, they wanted it off. Coruscant for several reasons. Because um, uh, they keeps getting attacked? Well, that, and they also, <laughs> uh, there was just like a lot of bad blood and bad feeling. You know, because of a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff in their mind had gone down on Coruscant, so they were just kind of like, um, well, even like the underbelly of Coruscant when you get all the way down into the lower levels I mean that's a EU topic but like they, it was that was a dangerous place down there yeah hey can you give me a second guys uh, you talk amongst yourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah I like that one uh, Ray oh, the, the, the dark side and that would be another thing for Talon Card right mm. the lower levels of Coruscant <laughs> well, you had that unused uh, movie footage, and I don't know if we've talked about it with you, Ray, but definitely look it up. Um, and I can't think of the name of it. Now. Yeah, I watched it. That yeah, I, the, the, the the trailer there, the the, tra- the little the little um, it wasn't really a trailer. It was uh, um, pr- uh, 
proof of concept footage that they shot. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still, that was an awesome idea of kind of the underground, the Corsanti underground and everything like that. Yeah. It was like kind of dark and seedy and get away with black market trades and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, there's so much we can talk about. So much we can talk about. And that's why we do this show. That's why we do. Um, well, I think that's going to about wrap it up for tonight. Um, as always, if you like what you hear, remember, uh, give us a follow, whether you're on Spotify um, or wherever you find li- or listening to us. Um, yeah, a like, share, and a, and a, and a subscribe. follow and a subscribe. Follow, follow. yeah. Follow us. Follow us. <laughs> yes. Wherever you are, follow us. Um, and share us with your to your friends. Definitely, definitely. Um, I know a lot of people are aren't necessarily listening to podcasts out there now because of um, the whole shelter in place rules um, in effect and everything like that. So, um, but eventually this will pass and. Um, yeah, just remember us when you're out, you know, whether you're just hanging around the house doing, you know, doing whatever and you're tired of watching, you know, Netflix for the 500th time or whatever, you know, um, while you're doing housework, put us on. Uh, anyway, um, I digress there for a little bit, but binge listen to us. Yes. Binge listen to us. Yes. Many episodes. Episodes. Yes. Yes. It's like the EU in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with us, a couple ways you can do that. You can, of course, email us at oreofthestars1 at gmail.com or you can send us a message um, on Facebook. Uh, our Facebook group is War of the Stars, and our Facebook page is also War of the Stars. And on Twitter, we are War of the Stars, at War of the Stars 1, I believe is our Twitter handle. Anyway. Um, the tweeter. What? <laughs> I said the tweeter. The tweeter? The tweeter machine. The tweetster. <laughs> the tweetster. Um, also, if you want to support us as always i say this time time again we would love your support uh you can do so several ways first of all uh is through our patreon page which is of course patreon.com slash award the stars or right on our anchor on our own anchor homepage, there is a support tab just click that and it will tell you exactly how you can support the show and let me tell you any little amount will help. We'll go a long way. It'll be greatly, greatly appreciated, you guys. Um, and as the summer goes on, as I said, we have a lot of surprises planned for you guys. A lot of um, announce, some really big announcements coming up. Again, can't talk about them in detail right now, but just know that there are some big things coming up for War of the Stars. It's uh, so secret, guys. They haven't even told me. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't have. even told ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know about 
<laughs> That's top secret. Yeah. That's Thrawn level secret. <laughs> Got you again, Mark. <laughs> I did, I did. Um, oh. Ray, where can people find you at? Well, they can find me here, of course, on War of the Stars. I also have uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, slightly, lightly used Instagram, all under the Leo effects. Um, do some interviews under that that moniker. And you can also find me playing Shattered Dungeons um, on the YouTubes on Tuesday nights. And what about you, Joe? You guys can find me over at uh, Facebook under Joe Cahill, director, producer, or Steamhouse Entertainment. Uh, on uh, Instagram as Steamhouse Entertainment. Twitter as Coffee Steampunk. And go check us out. And you'll also find me every week, hopefully, here. That's right. On War of the Stars. That's right. He is, of course, also a real American hero. Um, yo, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you forget, I grew up in the 90s with the name Mark. How many times do you think I heard Marky Mark? Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> worse. I, all the time, was, hey, where's your Funky Bunch shack? Yeah, that's, that's, real, <laughs> that's worse than G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at least G.I. Joe, you know, was a heroic thing. Yeah, yeah. And now you know. That's and right. Knowing is half the battle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. Uh, as always, that'll do it, do it for us this week. Join us again next week right here at War of the Stars. And remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you.